0: Welcome to episode 142 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things iron. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 142 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Isles and I don't actually have the coach next to me right now because it's the end of the year and we're just going to do a quick intro to our our best of the year show. So we've got two shows coming up for the next two weeks and we're doing the best of the years and we've decided to put on the two Kona champions, Chrissy Wellington and Craig Alexander over the next two weeks. Today we're going to have Chrissy Wellington but before we put her on I'm just going to go over quickly over our sponsors and they are... Athlinks.com, Social Networking for Endurance Athlinks, TryBuyers.com for all your triathlon shopping, for the best triathlon deals in the world, and lastly, Coffees of Hawaii, and we've just been getting more emails about people saying how great Coffees of Hawaii are. I'm going to put the Chrissy Wellington interview on in about 10 seconds, but before I do, I just need to let you know that John and I have actually been doing some interviewing this morning, and we interviewed Mark Allen, so uh, that's going to be coming on in about three weeks, but for now, here's Chrissy Wellington. Better get that phone. Righty ho! So we're very happy
1: uh, to have for the second time. Second time, time, I'm loving that Iron Man talk. The christenator. <laughs> the Chrisinator. Is this a new name? New <laughs> name. So welcome along to the show. <laughs> How's your How's your morning swim in Switzerland today?
2: Oh, no, it's not been too bad at all. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's been a um, a pretty successful year so far. Sort of carrying on from last year. You've uh, you've had quite a few races. Um, has it all sort of gone to plan so far? Oh yeah, it's
2: not been a bad year at all. It's it's been, it's been superb. And I think, I mean, when I won Kona last year, I and probably many others were worried that it was like a one-off. So it was, it was really good for me this year, I guess, to prove to myself and and to show other people if I needed to, that I could, I could back it up. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, you know, that's been really pleasing and, it's just, yeah, it's, just been a, it's been a great year, a bit of a whirlwind, and I can't believe Kona's coming around again. It's gone past so quickly.
0: I can imagine. Hey, we read somewhere that you actually found Ironman Arizona, Australia? Austra- Australia. Australia. Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> A-U-Z, it's Australia. Oh, i Okay. Well Australia. Okay. I didn't oh, know this... that. Sorry, John. Um, we heard you actually found that harder than Kona. Is it true? And if so, Why? Yeah.
2: Um, I think because I went into Kona with with no expectations okay. on myself, you know, there was there was no pressure, and I just I put an, an you know enormous amount of pressure on myself, but no one else had any yep. on me. Yep. So I think that, that that did make it easier. And, and then coming into Australia, I was so conscious that I wanted to to show people what I could do and prove to myself, like I said before, that it wasn't just a one-off. Yep. So I think that's why it was harder. You know, the Kona's really physically tough and, and mentally tough, but it wasn't as mentally tough for me last year because I went into it almost blind, whereas going into Australia, I wasn't blind at all and I had that big target on my back. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just didn't know how I was going to deal with the additional pressure that, you know, being world champion, you know, brought. So I think that's why it was, it was harder. And I found it to be a really tough course as well, so... Okay. How have you, you know
0: that I mean, you've gone from being someone who is you know, not you know, kind of a nobody in the sport to overnight being, you know, the biggest name in the sport. And there's obviously a huge amount of pressure. And when we spoke to you this time last year, well, after Kona, you probably haven't really experienced it. You know, eight months, ten months down the track, how's that changed your life, and how are you handling that?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, Kona's changed my life in so many, you know, so many ways, and all of them wonderful it's been it's been absolutely fantastic but the win well, at Kona surprised awesome. <laughs> me as much as everyone else yeah well almost still. but you know it's it surprised me so much and and the success that I continue to have is still you know still surprises me um but yeah it, there is additional pressure there's additional responsibilities that I have but um like I said before I've just got to see that as an, as an advantage and not a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So see them as an opportunity. Um, and that's the way I, I do try and deal with things. But, you know, I'm lucky being in this in this team environment that I, I am in. We're pretty isolated in the places that we train. So it just means that I can get away from everything and all the hype. And I'm just surrounded by the team, by Brett, who keeps my feet firmly on the ground. And... You know, I also keep in close contact with all my friends that I had before yeah. all of this started. So they just know me as me and not as some kind of superstar. So that I think that helps keep me grounded as well but I mean I'm all too aware that it could all it it came so quickly and it could all go tomorrow Mm. so I'm just I'm just really super excited about having this opportunity and you know I'm going to seize it while I do and and try never to take it for granted as well.
1: So you've got the um when, when this actually interview goes uh on on live next week it will be after the event but this weekend you've got the world long distance champs coming up and uh you're going going head to head with Yvonne Van Klerken, who sort of set the the fastest Ironman time and and wrote this year. As, going into this race, are you looking to looking forward to racing her, or are you just going to treat it as a, as another race?
2: No, I mean I'm re- really excited about racing. I'm I'm training like I did with Timberman last week, training pretty much into it. Yeah. So definitely using it as a training race for Kona, you know, the last big, big hit out and to get some strength into my legs. But, you know, whenever I race, I race to, you know, to, to try and win and, and to give it everything. So no, I'm, I'm really excited. And yeah, of course, Avon's uh, the main, main my main competitor, but there, there are definitely going to be others. And Yvonne, you know, proved at uh, Rose, again, what, you know, what a great athlete she is. So it would definitely be good to have a head-to-head, head head before, before Kona, and, and plus it's on her home turf, so um, she's she's got a little bit of an advantage. But no, it'll be it, it'll be it'll be great, it'll be great fun. And no, I'm looking forward looking forward to the race.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I know well, she had a very good battle with uh, Erica Erica Samore and and Do you train quite a bit with her? And uh, what planet is she on? Because I read some of her blogs, and they're they're pretty uh, cryptic.
2: Yeah, she's 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 way out there. She's way out there. No, she's she's a great girl. And yeah, she's she's been on the team the past year, and I've I've really really enjoyed training with her. She's brought a lot to the team, and I think training with her, especially on the run, has has helped me significantly. You know, we do a lot of our track sessions together and, and I push her, but she definitely, definitely pushes me and has helped, helped bring my times down. And it was great to see her battling with with Yvonne. And, I, I mean, I think she's stronger now than she was at Rose. So okay. Erica's definitely one to watch out for, one that I will be watching out for in, in Kona. She's improved immeasurably and, and she's also a really... A really nice person and a really good person to have on the team.
0: Um, so you know like when we like we do interviews with like Macca and stuff and you talk to Mecca and he's like ultra you know, competitive, ultra motivated and all the rest of it. And one comment we seem to hear about you is that you seem, you know, quite happy out there. When you're out there and you're doing it, what what drives Chrissy Wellington? What motivates you?
2: Doing a race or yeah. during training? Um, yeah, doing a race. Um the beer and the food at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Soon I get to the end. Soon I can have a glass of wine. Um, now, I guess it's you know hitting hitting that fine line between between pleasure and pain. That sounds a bit kinky, but I guess that's what we all we all strive for that that kind of pain threshold that means that we're you know we're giving it everything and leaving everything out there on the course. And you know I'd be lying if I did, if I said I wasn't motivated by winning. Of course I am. I'm. You know, I'm a pro athlete, and even as an age grouper, that's what you know. That's what drove me. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to be the best, especially that I could be. But you know, I do, I do go out there and I want and I want to win, and that's why I do the, do the sport. And I have to be willing to give it everything I have to to try and get me there. So I guess that you know that's what what motivates me. But I, I mean, I love the sport, and that's why I'm smiling <laughs> all the time. And I find it easier to smile than than the crown, so uh, yeah. it does help, it does help, help relax me But you know, there's a couple of, there's more than a couple of motivating factors, but I guess they're the main ones.
1: Um, yeah. A lot of guys, um, whether it's right or wrong, don't like females to be uh, in front
0: of them at the finish. Sean's one of them. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> you are, right,
1: too. Right.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, no one told me that. <laughs> it's, too,
0: it's a sad day when a woman beats Sean. I, I actually,
1: <laughs> um, I came off the Erica Smore and uh, Yvonne Van and wrote and they, they spanked about five minutes into me on the run. I wasn't, I wasn't very happy. <laughs> but, um, Your ego took a
2: big <laughs> bruise <in.
1: laughs> um, do, when, when you're out there, do you enjoy kicking guys' ass or is it you just basically trying out to go out there and, and win the girls' race? Because we did notice that you obviously got second in uh, the Alpe Triathlon not too far ago. Yeah,
2: um, I often don't know um, what position I'm in until I get onto the run so in both Alp and and Timberman I w- I wasn't actually sure where I was in terms of the male and female standings so I mean I knew I was in the lead yep. as, as as the woman but I didn't know that I was so close to the to the guy mm. um but now I I just go out there and 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 give it everything I've got but you know, when you're on the run, you see people ahead, and, you know, you think, oh, maybe I could pick him off. But I won't run harder than I, I know I can just to try and catch the guy in front. No. Um, but you can use him a little bit as a as a moving target.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, last year you had a pretty amazing Kona race. If you're in the same position this year as you were last year, will you actually have a crack at the record? Is, there, is it like there's a record? run record. What's that? the run record uh, the overall record yeah, like, you know bring on Paula New Fraser's record
2: I guess I mean I wasn't that close to the record I don't think last year but I mean I was close to, the, to that run record I think I have to make sure I know exactly what all the records are this <laughs> time so there's someone showing up me I can look at my watch and, and make sure I go for it um, you know I'll be, I'll be going out there and, and and swim biking and running as hard as I can uh, I can see a number of girls posting really fast bike times. Just looking at what Belinda did in Canada on a really mm. tough course last weekend, just shows what amazing form she's in and how fast we are going to have to bike. Mm. Um, you know, to be up there in contention. And I think it's going to take a super speedy marathon to win the race. And you know, regardless of world records, I want to be in the mix to to try and hit what I think is going to have to be a sub three hour time. To, to win it this year wow, yes. so yeah i mean if, if it's sub three hour then then i'll definitely try and get under the time i did last year but i think we we are going to see some, some fast times the form over the summer especially has yeah. show you know has shown that
1: yeah so, so a lot of people are obviously interested in, in what you guys are you, know, you guys do what you girls are doing especially because we've seen such big um you know really big performances from a lot of girls this year so yeah, typically, what's sort of a weekly volume for you in terms of total hours, or do you track that at all?
2: Um, I don't really track it in terms of hours at all, um, and no, you know, no week is the same. But yeah, I mean, we train hard. Um, we we train a lot, seven days a week, um, four to four to six hours a day. Okay. But you know what? I, for me, like resting is part of my training program. Yeah. Eating is part of my training. Getting a good night's sleep is part of my training. So in a way, you're training 24 seven. It's not just about when you're beasting yourself. That's the hours you clock. You know, if I'm not getting sufficient rest, if I'm not eating properly, then I'm not training hmm. um, what was what? in a well-rounded way. But yeah, we do we do a lot of work, and, and we and we work hard.
0: What do you, okay, so what do you do for rest? You know, like because you've come from an academic background, and obviously been someone who's kind of challenged your mind in a way. What do you do to fill your mind up outside of training?
2: I speak to people on the phone doing the podcasting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, right. there
2: are a lot of interviews um, and things like that, and emailing friends. I read a lot. I have a lot of books. Um, Watch Sex in the City DVDs over and over and over again, which um, livens up my <laughs> quite dull existence. Um, yeah, I, I was doing Sudoku puzzles, but they're too hard, so I gave up. Um, and just you know, just keeping in contact with with everyone outside of this crazy world by by email. I don't know what I'd do if we didn't have email here. Yeah. It's they're crazy. Mm,
0: totally.
1: So, back back onto training, Bevan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, John. Sorry. Sorry. John. <laughs> well, I'm just interested. When, you, when you're going out for, say, uh, I don't know, a stand, fairly standard sort of ride, are you guys typically riding at Ironman pace a lot, or are you doing a lot of stuff above Ironman pace, I mean, or are you doing a lot of easy stuff? I mean, is it different? You know, do, do you think it's that different to what other people are doing out there?
2: Um, you know, I've only ever had one coach, and that's Brett. So, I don't... I don't really know too much about what others are doing. Um, in terms of our pace, we vary it. So we go from very easy, which I find really difficult to do, actually, um, to super hard balls-to-the-wall, eyes popping out sockets, kind of intensity. So it, it does vary, um, and it's, it, it's mixed up. Mm. So... W- we do, yeah, we do a lot of shorter, sharper, intense efforts. We'll have one ride that's probably smack on Ironman pace. Yeah. You know, maybe a three-hour Ironman pace time trial, which yeah. might go a bit above Ironman pace, but, you know, it's pretty much around around that intensity, um, which just gives you the feel for how fast you want to be, you know, want to be riding in, in the race. But, yeah, no, it really, it really does vary... Um, we don't do a lot of long, slow stuff. I can't remember the last time I did a long run, mm. for example. Um, I've rarely, rarely—it's got to be over a month from now that I've done a one and a half, two-hour run. Oh,
1: really?
2: I do a lot. No, I do a lot more intervals um, than than longer. Longer, steady stuff. But this is me, you know. Yeah. You've got the other athletes, Hillary and and Belinda, that that do maybe a bit more, bit more volume.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but also throw in that intensity as well. Um, and it, it really does vary, and that's, that's I guess, what thing. I like about about training in in the squad. It's so tailored to, the, to so, the individual it has to be. So when you,
0: like do you get a weekly plan from Brett? Like does he, every like Monday does he give you a plan or do you just get up on the day and he say you're doing this or do you have a monthly plan? Like how does that work?
2: No, no plan. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that head of his um, and I don't think I want to know. But no it's, it's the ladder. We wake up go to the pool and then we find out what we're doing for the rest really? of the day. I mean there okay. is a rough program and you you can see, um, you, I mean, you can see the way that the sessions are put together, um, but then often he'll surprise you and mix it up, so you never you never really know for sure. Wow.
1: A lot, a lot of people ask us um, what Brett Sutton is like as a person, you know, because there, there has been a lot of crap written about him and, and nobody really knows other than the athletes that are there. I mean, is he, a, he seems like a pretty straight-talking guy. Is he a, you a know, caring fellow? Or how would you sort of describe him?
2: Um, he's unique. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's one of a kind and uh, no, he's, I, I, I think he's a genius, but then again, I've got no one else to compare him to. So, so I would say that, I mean, I think he, I credit him with, uh, with my success. Um, and I, and I know a lot of the others do too. So, those that have had other coaches and have maybe left Brett come back to him or whatever, um, also say you know say that he's a master of his art. So I I concur with that. Um, he's he's fun to be around. He's candid. He's straight talking. Doesn't beat around the bush. And I and I kind of like that. He's got quite a you know I like the you know the antipodean and British sense of humour. Um, so he's he's got that. Um, he could cause offence if if you're you know offended by yeah. by you know swearing and his kind of candid uh, analysis of things. But now he's 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 a great you know a great guy and 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 very very inspirational, very motivational, and I think the best coach for me, especially at the moment.
0: So. Has, um, yeah. Um, nice. Has um, your training actually changed much from last year or is it pretty much kept in line and it's just kind of refining it a little bit or has it changed totally in last year?
2: Um, no, it's not really changed that much actually. Um, I guess I'm doing a, a bit more volume in terms of intensity, mm-hmm. like I'm doing more intensity than I was last year. So say I'm doing 800 on the track before maybe I'd do X number and now... It's, it's more. Um, my times are getting faster um, than last year, but no, the, the, the program is, is pretty much the same. It does vary according to to the time of year. You know, the things we were doing in the Philippines are slightly different um, than, than what we're doing in Switzerland now. And um, also, because of you know the times that we can get into the pool and the heat of the day and that and that kind of thing, so that dictates when when we do um, what session. We were doing our track sessions, you know, seven o'clock in the morning there, whereas we're doing them at mid, midday here. Um, but now it hasn't it hasn't really changed all that much, oh, actually.
1: Good. As um as we've said a couple of times this year, there's been you know, a, a lot of girls going very very fast. Yeah, and, well it's crazy. Hey? And so, and some people sort of wonder how the hell they're doing that, and whether it's just training or whether it's you sort of lifting the standard. Or and some people are sort of questioning whether it's whether it's drugs involved. So, what's your sort of um take on it? Do you see a lot of drug taking out, or do, do you know of? Much of it happening out there, and do you get tested very regularly yourself? Because you know, a lot of people probably well, not a lot, but some people may point the finger at you as well, saying, "How the hell can somebody come from nowhere to being this good so quickly?"
2: Yeah, um, I think the reason that that the times are getting faster is because a lot of the short course athletes are coming in. Um. And as one athlete raises the bar, then another has to rise to it. And people now know that you've got to run a three-hour marathon to win, yeah. to win an Ironman. So I think that automatically means you've got to train harder. You've got to put in the effort to be able to run a three-hour and to be able to to meet that bar. So I think that's what makes the times get progressively quicker. It's just, you know, as one person hits a new standard, then the others have to rise to it. Um, Regarding drugs, I mean, I was warned that with, with with my success at Kona that it would happen, and I guess it was more a case of when than if the rumours would all start to, to mm. circulate. Um, and it it doesn't frustrate me. And, I've, again, like other things, I've got to see it as an opportunity, and it's an opportunity for me to stand up for what I believe in, give me a platform um, to state... You know my position on it, which is zero tolerance for use of any drugs in triathlon or any sport, amateur and professional. Um, I've voluntarily submitted myself to WADA's out of competition testing, and I did that um, from the start of this year. So So I have been tested. Well, as, as an Ironman athlete, you don't have to. Um, submit yourself to out-of-competition testing through, yeah. through the, the World Anti-Doping Authority. You're not obliged to do that, but I did through British Triathlon. Yeah. Um, so I've been tested this year four times out-of-competition.
0: Right.
2: Um, where they've come to my um, my place of residence and tested me. Yeah. Urine tests. Yep. Um, negative. there will be negative, of course. Yes, um, and then in competition, um, one at Australia, um, then a blood test and a urine test at at, at Frankfurt. Nice. Um, and one of the reasons I did Frankfurt because they have such strict drug testing procedures, and it was my chance to show. Well, I mean, I'm doing as much as possible to prove that that I am clean, and I, you know, really encourage other race organisers to do what Kurt Denk and Felix are doing, you know, Felix and Rose are doing, and that is implementing, the, the you know, the most stringent testing procedures that they can in competition. I mean, out of competition, it's it's largely out of their control. But, you know, in competition, I think money needs to be allocated to, to testing so that all, all of us know that we're racing other athletes that are clean and the general public can, can, can see... In black and white you know that we are um, but I also think you know the WTC has a role to play they've got plenty of money and they could invest that in mm. more rigorous testing procedures and um, I, I mean I think it's important it's important for the sport mm.
0: do, do you, because think, if anyone comes oh, sorry. like sorry do I think there is or do you think there is do you think you know there's much oh, I, I, I don't I don't know okay. Um, I, I like to
2: think that that there's not, yep. and I think that the people that aren't on drugs can still beat the people well, that are. <laughs> yeah. But we can't. I can't go into a race thinking that I'm I'm racing everyone else that's that's doped up. Yeah, you've just got to think that people are clean and you've and that you've won in a, in in a in a in a fair race. But I, I mean, I I'm not surprised that people are asking questions especially after they realized Kona wasn't a one-off, you know, where, why is she so strong? Why does she smile even <laughs> when it hurts? Why is she beating girls that have got heaps more experience? I, I don't have the answers. Yeah, no. You know, and I can't sit here day in and day out trying to find those answers. Yeah. But others do because they've got time to sit there and ponder, um, you know, why has she done this? Why has she done that? I guess people expect an Man winner to conform to a stereotype to have trodden a the conventional path or I don't know, gone through some kind of rite of passage to success. And if, if you don't follow the path, like I haven't, then there must be a reason.
1: Yeah. And
2: the only reason can be drugs. And I mean, fair enough. But all I can do is put my hands up, say test me anytime, anywhere. Um, I'll show you that I'm clean. And at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and, and know that I've done it through hard work, through drive and determination. Um, because I love the sport, and I guess at the end of the day, that's that's all that matters.
1: Great. We like to keep it clean. it's good. We keep it clean. Yeah. We don't. Do
2: drugs yeah, it's gotta be, um, yeah, it's all got to be. Yeah, it's got to be clean, at least
1: in, in the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, we've talked about the team TBB um, side of things a bit, and you've obviously got what, what is there about twenty athletes there roughly?
2: Um, well, not at the moment because um, people have left, gone to different places, are racing. Um, around the world. Um, but, yeah, in total, there's, eight, I think, about 18 of us.
0: Yeah. Any any hot gossip in there? Any new couples? <laughs> I love that you put that question in there, eh? Any juicy gossip from oh, within the team? It's-
2: <laughs> juicy gossip! Juicy gossip from the team! Oh, mate, there's plenty, but... And what goes on
0: We're tour stays on tour, so the lips are sealed. <laughs> I can't say a word. Fair enough. I'm with you on that, know, <laughs> You know, you're a bloody gold digger, aren't you? you know? We, we know that um,
1: you guys are doing a few a few things in terms of over in Brazil and Thailand. Is, is there any sort of new developments in terms of things Team BB are doing?
2: Um, aside from making me wear rubber pants and have, we, the we, naked swimming that we do and mud wrestling, we do all this kind of stuff as well. That's all new. Well, we got, we, what,
1: what is the story? Somebody no. sent us an email about the leather pants or something like that. What is what is the story there? We're not quite up to. Stuff. Everyone wants to know about the rubber pants. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I um I had a hamstring email uh, email um injury yeah. and um one of Brett's more off-the-wall ideas was to, to make me wear a pair of neoprene shorts. Right. Um, so he sent me down to to this shop in Evian, so about 50k away, to buy a pair of neoprene shorts. But the only ones they had were for a 12-year-old boy and, made, <laughs> and they were kayaking pants. <laughs> kayaking neoprene pants with like a pad on the arse. So I bought those Um, yeah. squeezed into them and was wearing them for for a couple of months. And my hamstring is okay now. So I, don't know, I don't know if it was the pants or the, the other things. So I was doing the massage maybe. Or, but no, uh, I was wearing rubber pants for a time. But I've, I've hung those up at the moment. Hopefully I won't need need them again. But I could auction them off. Maybe someone would want my second-hand sweaty
1: idea.
2: rubber pants. <laughs> <of good> <laughs> so- Do you want them? <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars for you.
1: <laughs> bargain. It's a bargain.
2: It is a bargain.
1: Um, do Do you find it difficult training with you know some of your major rivals, or do you see that, you know there's, there's more advantages to disadvantages with training with you know um, those some of those top girls? Um,
2: it's not hard. It's not hard at all to train with the best girls. In the world at the moment, I, I, I think I thrive on this environment. And I think that's what helps make me and, and the others so successful. I think we can just help push each other that little bit further. And the bar, you know, as with Iron Man generally, is, is being raised. Like I said, Erica makes me run harder, mm. Belinda makes me bike faster. And the Olympic distance girls, you know, give us all something to, to aim for in the pool. And then when we need a really good thrashing, we turn to the boys, and then they beast us. So I think we all keep, you know, keep each other on our toes. Yeah. But we don't do every session together as, as a group. It might be like one or two of us are out on the bike or one or two of us on the track. It's not like all, all of us are doing, doing every, uh, every, every session together. Yeah. But no, without the others, I don't think I've, I would have had half the, the success I've had. And, and I'd hope, hopefully, they'd they'd also say that. I think it's a kind of reciprocal thing. But it's also useful to have a little bit of insight into each other's strengths and weaknesses. Right. You know, I I know where they're going to hit me in a race and how hard they're going to hit me. Um, so I've got that kind of prior prior insight and, and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely can't hit.
1: One tip will probably be if you're racing against Belinda Granger, you just ask her a question when you're on the bike. (laughs) Ask her a question when you're on the bike, and she probably won't shut up. (laughs) She
2: won't stop talking for 10 minutes.
1: (laughs) That's
2: why we haven't had in the I'll do it in the swim. Oh. swallow evil water.
0: John, you're, you're digging a hole here, mate. You're digging a
1: hole. I <laughs> know, oh, Belinda. Look, if, we, if we got her on the show and asked her one question, no joke, mate, we would be here for half her an <laughs> hour. It would be, she's a good girl. She's look,
2: amazing. Linda. She's The only one I know that in, in the sets of 25s in the pool, that, and we do them on, say, 30, so we're not getting that much rest. she fit a whole conversation in that rest period. <laughs> It's amazing. You can find out so much in like ten seconds, and then at the other end of the pool, it goes off again. it's Great.
0: <laughs> hey, we've seen that you've actually really stayed real local with your spot- to the sponsors you had before Kona. Um, why is it, first of all, and um, yeah, just tell us about your sponsor a bit more. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, actually, i I pretty, pretty loyal. cervelo I was on before, yeah, obviously, and, and I like the bikes and. Um, the team is sponsored by them, so I've I've, I've stuck with, you know, stuck with Cevale. Tier I've always worn tear goggles, and then two days before Kona, I realised I didn't really have anything suitable to wear, so I went out and bought a top, which was a, a, a tear top, and and then I met um, the rep at, at the end of the race, and I was all excited, and we exchanged details, and so it really it really went from there, and. And I'm super excited to to be part of of the the tier team, and and they're they're a great group of people, and we had a lot of fun. I did a photo shoot last week with them, um, and with TJ and with Pip Taylor, mm-hmm. and and that was that was great fun after after Timberman. So no, they've they've been really super supportive um, of me, right? You know, right from from when I from when I won Kona and so um i'm really happy to, to be sponsored and, and associated with um with them. cytosport so is is the new sponsor um but once again i mean they they've been so amazingly supportive and i've never had so much, so much nutrition uh, in my life so i'm feeding the 5,000 here everyone's coming to me for protein shakes and gels and i could provide the whole team with uh with their nutritional needs but no it's great and um i'm really again like really happy to to, to be associated with them and, and and blue 70 i was with with them before and you got to stick with guy because he's a
1: He's, he's a Kiwi yeah,
2: yeah and he gives me gives me a few freebies so I'll uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, you no I'm I'm really happy and then at Oakley um, I never actually owned a pair of I did have a pair of sunglasses they cost me $20 and I bought them in Wanaka <laughs> um, just before the coast to coast and I raced in those in Kona, and then Greg Wells, you can't came up to me and said you can't wear those. I said, well, then you have to get some new ones. And so that's how that all started. So uh, obviously the Oakley flag is is pretty decent too. So no, I'm 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 happy to to stay loyal to to the people that that helped me before. Of course, you know we're always on the lookout for for new sponsors. And um, hopefully if I get another good result in Hawaii and in some other Ironmans, then, you know, they'll come on board. But I'm, I'm in no rush. I didn't need a, a whole heap of stash and, and cash before, so there's no need for me to, to start chasing it yeah. chasing it all now. But I have to say, I mean, it does make, make my life easier, and it means I can um, get my parents all kitted out in, in, in new clothes. <laughs> so they look... They look the part on the sidelines at Cola. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, John's
0: that's it. That John's, John's pretty excited because he's pretty excited about this next question. So I don't know if you've oh god, what is it? I don't know if you've heard about this, this,
1: this service that we provide. On, <laughs> sure. It's called John Bevan's Perfect Profile for a Man Service. Yeah. So we, we understand you're, you're on you're on the prowl. You're,
0: you're a single woman. Watch out, world? And so we need to pick up. We need to start
1: right. developing a profile of the type of person you're looking for. So, are we looking for? Are you looking for a triathlete, or or, or a non triathlete, or you don't care?
2: No, it's um, <laughs> it's got to be someone sporty. They don't necessarily have to be a triathlete. Okay. Although um, the shaved
1: legs might be <laughs> obligatory. Sorry, I missed that one.
2: The shaved legs might be obligatory, but they don't have to be a triathlete.
1: <laughs> and in terms of personality, are we looking for someone a bit off the wall like Brian Rhodes? Are we looking more the sort of Stephen Baylor, slightly more reserved sort of character?
2: I think Stephen's taken. So, um yeah. Bella would cut my balls off if I said anything <laughs> about that. So, no, definitely not Stephen. Um. Um. Road I think we'd have to have a calf off. I think he's the bloke whose calf's bigger than bigger than mine. I, I couldn't get with him. The kids. You know, the calves would be ginormous It's just be old cow. Um, yeah, no, someone a bit a bit quirky, sense of humour. Hey, have, uh, a nice. Uh, Aussie, Kiwi, British, sense of humour—I like that.
0: Here, here, here's, here we go. Here's the last one. Go. And
1: are, are you, oh god, are, are you sort of more of a cougar, or, or are you more looking for a sort of a sugar daddy?
2: Um. <laughs> I don't know. This sugar daddy comes up like big, fat, and bald.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, to me, so I'd have to go probably for the former.
0: Okay, so, be John's funny John's one, one that fits the
2: profile.
0: We'll get you hooked up with somebody. So. I guess another random question is: What? Where did the nickname Muppet come from? Muppet. Yeah.
2: Um. Because I do stupid things
0: okay.
2: um, and 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 think and, and say things before I think, and so um, my best mate just say, "You're such a muppet," okay. and that just it just it just went from there. <laughs>
1: got two other ones. How, how tall are you, and what size feet do you have? <laughs> you're something like a website, mate. <laughs>
2: Size feet. I'm supposed to ask that about the bloke. Isn't there a correlation between the size of other things and their feet? You know. <laughs> um, size feet. Um, I am a 42. 42.
0: That's pretty
2: big for a chick. Big feet. Big
1: feet.
2: Yeah, big feet. yeah. yeah huge. Take men's trainers. And um, how tall am I? About 172. I think. Shorter than me. One seventy two, one seventy three, something like that.
1: Dominating I'm about one, five for eight. Dominating this game. Um, and we also have <laughs> two questions in from our listeners. Um, first one: When are you moving? Going uh, to gonna get a P three? Um,
2: possibly next year. I think Brett wanted me to learn how to ride a bike first. <laughs> so. Now I can descend a little better, and I can actually go around the corner without clipping out. Um, I think he said that my next bike might be able to be ap T three, but we'll have to wait and yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But no, I'll probably be on one next year.
0: A random question from vegan: uh, favorite Swiss cheese?
2: Um, my favorite. Cheese is Stilton, and it's not Swiss, oh, no, Stilton. but smelly, <laughs> smelly Stilton. I'm very cultural, I wouldn't know. Stilton's
1: a nice sort of blue, really stinky cheese. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really corny. stinky, corny. yeah.
2: You have it
1: with pork. Yeah. Uh, we have one in from Chris Rhodes. Would you consider returning to Olympic distance racing on the World Cup circuit, or is drafting on the bike leg um, a contributor to you not pursuing World Cup racing?
2: Um... You know that World Cup this year wasn't my finest racing hour, but I learned a whole I learned the whole out. <laughs> just how bloody good they are. Um, as if I didn't know it already. Yeah, I like to go out there and do my know that everything I've I've done is down to to me, um, and not the work of others on the on you know especially on on the bike. Yeah. So, no, I like to to go out there and work hard on my own. And, yeah, I'm not that enthused by the pack riding. And that's also due to the low level of skill that I have on the bike. You know, I I lose out in the pack because I am more slightly nervous than others cornering and and riding so close up someone else's. So it's, you know... I think I'm more suited to the non-draft races, but there's there's a place for Olympic distance definitely for me um, in terms of my training, giving me the speed work that I need. So I will be doing Olympic distance races, but I don't think I'll be targeting World Cup Anytime soon, I put the British team probably wouldn't have me back anyway <laughs> after my appalling effort before. But no, I, I think I'll stick to stick to the long distance but use the shorter distances definitely as as sharpeners and, and training races.
0: I think they're important. Rich Coleman sent us a question saying, like Natasha Batman, every time we see you on television during a race, you're always smiling and enjoying yourself. What tips can you offer with regards to staying positive when you are pushing so hard?
2: Um, I guess because we learn how to push hard in training yep. that you know how to deal with, with that, that level of, of pain. Yeah. I guess. So you, you train yourself in, in training to, to, to suffer. And then when you're actually racing, it, it comes a little bit easier sometimes than it even does in training. But also you just got to be, you can't be scared of hurting. It's going to hurt. That's what we're out there for. Mm. You know, if, if it's hurting, it, it means you're pushing yourself and I've almost got to expect that and and, and thrive on that. Um, but I also try and just remember times where I have felt a bit rotten and I've come good
1: yeah.
2: and try not to try not to panic. You know, the start of Australia, the first lap of the bike, I was in all sorts of trouble and just had to keep reminding myself that I would. You know, I'd pull through and I'd get stronger and and, and that's what happens. Uh, That's what did happen. So I think you just have to have faith in yourself and the hard work that you've put in. Um, And I also, I guess another tip, I think most people would do it, is to try and visualize things before the race that possibly could go wrong. That's not being negative or pessimistic. It's just preparing for all eventualities, you know your goggles could get knocked off. Mm. So think about how you're going to react. You could lose your water bottles, which is what happened to me in Frankfurt. How will I react to that? You know, and once you've thought through those things, if they do happen, will you think? Well, I've had that. I know what the scenario is, and I know how I'm going to deal with it. Nice. Um, so that you know that that does help me, especially just to try and think through the bad things that can happen, as as well as as well as the good.
1: You know, We've got one from Vince Mullen um, He's sort of saying that pretty much all the, the UK um, Iron distance athletes have all headed offshore uh, Offshore to, to do their training um, sort of what, Why is this and yeah, do, do you see that as being an advantage Or would you prefer to be back home?
2: Um, for me, although I love the UK and, and I love being at home, being with my friends and family I think the best training venue for me is, is overseas, especially in, in the heat. Even if you're not planning on racing in the heat, training in the heat makes your body work so much more efficiently and effectively. So uh, I think anyone, anyone would benefit from, from heat training, you know, it just puts that added pressure on you. And if you can deal with it, I think you come out all the, all the more stronger and, and especially being here in Switzerland, you've got the added bonus of, of the altitude. It's been quite warm here over the summer, so that's been good. But also we've got we've got the altitude and, and the hills, and I just wouldn't get that where I lived in in the, in the UK. Um, plus the fact I like being away from from the crowds and away from lots of people that I know because. It it just removes a lot of uh, the distractions that could.
0: How do you find it? You know, cause obviously I mean, you sound like quite a very social person. Like you, you sound like someone who loves interaction with people. Um, you know, and then you go in these environments. And I suppose with the team, it helps. But how do you do You miss that side of things, and you know, like how do you find that? Like I can understand. Your yeah, saying, it, it, but, yeah.
2: Okay. It's really hard. Like last year, I found it incredibly tough to adapt to being in a team environment. I didn't know anyone. I wasn't aware of all the kind of politics that surround training, and I didn't know anything about triathlon, really. Um, and I found it really quite hard to adapt. And I also got quite bored
0: mm, I can imagine.
2: Um, of, of the kind of m- almost monodimensional life. I think now, and especially being world champion, it's given that added dimension to my life and I, i i really i mean i really love it i love being out that you know that my office is is the swiss mountains and alpine meadows and trees and flowers i love that you know and obviously the success is, is helping make it a lot more enjoyable. I've got some great friends now in the team and that comes back on slowly because you can't expect um, your competitors to accept you straight away without proving yourself to them. And so now, yeah, now I've got some really good friends on the team and obviously that makes it easier. It also um, but we well. travel around a lot. I get to meet people. I have a good party after the race. I always try and make the most of that. Um, because it's, you know, we only get a few big days out in the year. So I, yeah, I definitely try and make the most of the, the drinking, eating and partying after the race.
0: You know, like you've, you've been in sport for a couple of years, well, a year. <laughs> you've, kind of done, you've, you've done amazingly well in that time. you know, How much more growth do you see in yourself?
2: Um, I'd love to be around in another five years. Okay. I really would. Um and I think Brett sees that for me too and, and has a longer term plan than just, you know, smashing out four Ironmans a year. I think I think it is part of a longer term plan and we do see me having some longevity in the sport and I and I hope that I hope that I do. Um, both because I love it and also because of the opportunities it brings to me you know after this all ends I'd love to be in a position to be able to affect like some kind of change in in the sporting arena in triathlon in especially in Great Britain with the Olympics coming up because I've been involved in politics could go back into that kind of area but more related to sport this time um but yeah no I do see myself around for the next Five years in triathlon, and then you know who knows what the future holds. You know, go into cycling, go into something, something different. But no, I, I'm loving it, and while I'm loving it, I'm just going to carry on doing it. Great.
1: So, if people want to find out more about you. What's your website?
2: It's www.chrissywellington.org
1: nice.
2: And there's also, of course, the, the team website as well: teamtbb.com.
1: Cool. So people can go on there, and we notice you guys—the uh, athletes—are fairly proactive in replying to people's things. So that's kind of a cool place where people. Yeah, can go
2: yeah. And there's and a emails. there's a contact there's a contact thing on both websites. On my website, and I'll respond to all the emails that I I mean, do, I do get, respond to get, all the emails you that get I
0: get. Enough? Like, because like with Ironman Talk, I've got a couple of podcasts, and, and I, like, I don't know, I get, I get so many emails. I get about seventy emails a day. Do you get? Do you get? You must get heaps.
2: I get, yeah, I get quite a few, yeah, quite a few, um, a day. But I do try and respond to yeah, so. to most of them, especially. I get more after a race, as people saying "well done" yeah. and things like that. And I really appreciate that. And I and I will I will reply even if it's just a one liner saying saying thank you because it means it means a lot to me.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. Um. And yeah, on the on the on the team forum, we we do try and and share. Whatever experience and knowledge we have, I obviously have less than, than the others. And and the boss Brett gets on there as well, and and shares his his thoughts, which are sometimes a bit illegible. But you've got to look through the commas and get the the gist of what he's saying. And and it's you know he's a mine of information. And I think if if age groupers read that, they can you know can get a lot of top tips. Yeah. which can really help supplement what they what they already know
1: Mm. Mm. Oh, we well, better let you get back for your morning naps So. Um, no,
2: oh no naps for me I've got a brick session now you're, you're hardcore,
1: there's no denying it
2: No, no napping, you've taken up my rest period
1: <laughs> Oh well, it's, been, it's been a pleasure So
0: thank you as always for your time Yeah and, it's um, been great having you on the show again And have, uh... oh, That's alright, thanks for trying to sort my love life out We'll, we'll, we'll do our best I'm, I'm sure one of our listeners will be keen kind of, <laughs> as a bean I'm sure more than one will be and, uh, <laughs> Are you going to
2: be a Kona?
1: Uh, no, not this year no not this year we're, we're waiting no. for you to come down and do, do Challenge Wanaka or, or Man New Zealand and then we can uh, do a live interview there oh that'd be superb yeah, mm. so, all the best for the rest of your year yeah, and um thanks cheers for
0: your time. thanks guys thanks Chrissy, you've been awesome all right, so that's our interview with Chrissy. just to go over our sponsors for this time of year it's uh Pretty exciting time, and the New Year's coming up, just about the end of 2008, and we're going to go in 2009, and for those who are actually in the cold part of the year, so in New Zealand right now, like today, for example, I'm looking outside, I went for a two and a half hour run this morning, and it must have been low 20s, and now it's about 8 o'clock in the morning, now it's about high 20s, no wind, it's a beautiful day, it's rain, Joe, we're going to head to the beach right now, and you know what, it's beautiful in New Zealand right now. But if you're in a cold part of the world, something that can warm you up is coffee. And coffees from Coffees of Hawaii. From the you know, from what we get back from you guys and what we know from our own experiences that you can get the world's best coffee from these guys. You know, nothing better on a cold morning than waking up and getting a coffee to kickstart your day. So if you're thinking about getting coffee, remember coffeesofhawaii.com. The customer service has been proven to be absolutely amazing. There'll be no problems of shipping or anything. And, you know, Albert and his team just really do their best to make sure that it's an amazing experience for you. Remember when you go to the checkout use the coupon code I AM TALK And I think you're 20% off, so again, it's a no-brainer. I'm using John's saying, it's just because I'm so excited about it. TryBuyers.com, remember TryBuyers is the place to go to get deals. And now, again, being the winter in the States right now, they're going to obviously be trying to offload a lot of their kind of material, not their material, but their product, because getting rid of last year's stock setting up for the next year. So if you want to find some deals, and again, go to the sales page, and remember that there's tabs at the top of the page for a swim bike section, swim bike run, exterior, and other and, you know, again, they're just giving away. Well, they're not giving away, but the deals they have are absolutely amazing. Remember, international shipping is $500. It's free for anything over $500. In the States, anything over $200 is free. So, again, you know, you get that cost up, get lots of things. You could put, maybe get to give a few people from your tri-club or a friend or, you know, if you're kind of a few dollars short, buy your partner a top, anything like that, and you can use buys. Home. And lastly, Athlinks.com You know, these guys just keep on innovating And, you know, I like what they're doing with their uh, their website there And it's just great because they're doing things that make your community closer And lately we've been talking about how they've got the team thing happening or, or your people and your athletes in your local community on your front page And it's really great Like, if you want to go out training for someone in your local area And you're unsure of them Just flick them an email and you'd be surprised Because they're probably looking for a training partner as well or they'll know the groups, where to go to, and stuff like that, and you'll open yourself up to more people to train with, which is good for the sport and you. So really, if you're not on Athletics now, and we kind of know that a few of you aren't, because we know how many people listen, and we know how many people have joined up. If you're not on, get on now, and you'll find it's a really great resource for things like that. It's also great if you're doing a race report, and you want to write up, and it has some really nice forms to help you do that. And it's kind of like a personal page that you could send out to your friends and family when you do those races. The great thing is is that it's there forever, and, you know, so ever ever ever. So sponsors again are coffeesofhawaii.com, com and trybys.com. Well, as I was saying before, it's it's our summertime here right now, and it's actually really interesting. I've got the Challenge Wanaka race coming up in about what's the date today? It's like the about three weeks away really. And for this race here, I've only really had five weeks training. I've I've done about two and a half weeks running, and i I'm trying to do it on five weeks, which probably isn't ideal but it's quite nice now because normally when I'm training for any event I have to do 12 hours of exercise just through my gym work and I'm off work at the moment and I'm just running and I'm finding it really great like I'm running really really well and it's nice to get up in the morning just know you don't have to do so much running and uh, so, I, you know, I kind of wish I'd hit that extra six weeks that I could have built up. But going at this stage, I'm feeling really good. I did my two-and-a-half-hour run this morning. I really tried to pick up the pace in the last hour, and I felt real solid. So that's really good. I've been seeing Porno the other day, and he was saying he's... We both said that we're going to do no training, and I think both of us are doing a bit of secret training, so that's good. And John's saying he's got a bit of a sore shoulder, to be honest. And I tried to give him a hug when he was around here before. But then I was worried about hurting his shoulder, so I decided not to. So uh, he's, uh, he's got a bit of a shoulder problem, but he's got a three-week training block. It's basically going to be all of us are doing short training to get us to Wanaka. Um, it's pretty exciting times. Next week on the show, we're going to have our Craig Alexander interview, the one that we did before he won Kona. And then the week after that, we're back to normal with our show. The good news is, is that we've already done the interview with Mark Allen. We did that before, and it's a really good interview. Mark Allen is a really interesting man, and he's really recently just brought out a book. So he talks about his book on the interview. And uh, yeah, so... Anyway, I hope you have a great new year. You know, party hard and get out there and enjoy it. Remember it's one chance when you're guaranteed a pash for all of you single people out there. Remember my strategies if you want wanting the pash. Get out there, stand next to the hottest person in the room. Hope they don't have a partner and start the countdown yourself. Because if you start it yourself, there's more chance you're in the right position. So that's from my single days. Obviously, I'm not single anymore. I'm in love. Anyway, I better stop talking. What is it? It's I'm Russ. I'm men don't. Train hard, train smart. Kia kaha. Have a wicked new year, guys. See you in 2009.